So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. to the Oh That Sexy Podcast. I am your host, V, the only letter, and I'm at you again with a brand new episode. Um, Let's get it started. Drink of the episode. We're going to give it to Duce. This is some really good goddamn cognac. This is some really good cognac. Um, If you really want to drink some refined, uh, I guess, well-market cognac, Duce would be it. Hennessy is deplorable. Cavarcia, you know, I I love Matlock, uh, but I'm not 65 yet, so I don't think Cavarcia is going to be the drink. Um, and Remy Martin, it, I don't know what it is about Remy Martin. I just don't fuck with that shit. Mm-mm. I don't know how niggas drink Remy Martin. I don't know how people do it. Uh, that's not for me. As for me and my household, we will drink Duce if it's uh, Cognac. So we're going to give a shout out to Cognac. For the topic of this episode, <clears throat> um, so the, okay, I have a couple of questions to ask, and you know, with COVID going around and me trying to get my life together and try to get this uh, scheduled for having some guests on for this podcast, even though I know you guys love hearing my voice, mm, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about uh, polygamous relationships, right? And there seems to be this um, social media post that's going around with this very extremely curvaceous uh, woman. She's an Instagram model. Forgot the name. Hold on. I could probably pull it up on a celly. Let's do this. And so she, um, the funny thing about it is is that Passion Jones, Passion Jones, Passion Jones 12, right? So she has this post and it goes viral. And it's her featuring two of her, I guess, uh, I don't know if they're husbands, but I know she's married to one gentleman and she's with another gentleman and they have a polygamous relationship. 
And so a lot of people saw this. And, of course, uh, a lot of women championed it. Uh, and rightly so. Rightly so. You know, you should want to champion um, a woman getting hers. You know, she's seeing one uh, male and she's seeing another male. Whether they're attractive in their eyes is completely subjective. Um, but a lot of people are champion this. And a lot of guys are just like, hell fucking no. And I know exactly why they're saying hell no. And it's not because they're sexist and they believe like, all right. You know, it only works when two women. No, 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 no. It probably works for them, too. Here's the thing. And here's my opinion. And so this is just, I again, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get a couple of polygamous uh, experts on this um, on this podcast. Because I have so many damn questions and I have no idea where the fuck to start. But my thing about it is this. What is the success rate of a polygamous relationship? And also, how does all of the parties work? Because I have to sit down and imagine that someone sooner or later is going to feel left out of the equation. I think, you know what's so interesting? Um, most of the women that I've, <clears throat> I've entertained and most of the women that I've, um, I've dated in my lifetime, um, I would, I would give it around about 70% are either bisexual or bi-curious. And yeah, that's a good number. That's a good number. It's, I know I'll lower that to about maybe 60%. Because it's more than half. I got a thing. Anyway, so I would label them as bisexual or bi-curious. No, I'm going to give it 70. Because it's bi-curious, bisexual. Cool. And that is a very interesting dynamic. I remember when I first started dating, um, first started going around dating, and I spoke to my cousin. This was years ago, um, years ago, when we were younger and dumber. I remember he said, he had asked me, he was like, yo, like, fam, like, she's bi, bro. Like, that doesn't bother you. And I'm like, no, not at all. And he's like, but what if she cheats on you with a girl? And I'm like, well, she just cheats. Doesn't doesn't bother me that she cheats on me with a girl. I won't feel any less shitty <laughs> if she cheated on me with a girl. Um, Which, in turn, it, it actually did happen. But then kind of made up for that. But anyway, long story. Over do say um <laughs> so and in turn um it never really bothered me that if she cheated it would be with a specific gender so I wouldn't care and I think when you you get into relationships with the dynamic of the relationship is not so much dependent upon just a structural contractual agreement that's nonverbal, meaning, you know, I get with you, you get with me, you only stay with me, I stay with you. When you're you're dating somebody that is bisexual and they do have urges for a sex different from yours, it is a very humbling experience, right? It's it's so fucking humbling. Like it is it is genuinely humbling because at that point in time, 
it makes you it makes you want to stay in a relationship and be on your toes a little bit more than it would be in a regular heterosexual relationship only because you know that she's not only attracted or if you're dating a he that's bisexual he's not only attracted to you he or she can be attracted to somebody else and that somebody else may or may not be the gender that's yours. And that shit humbles the fuck out of you. For real. I mean, it, it really does. It really does. Like, no bullshit. It really just, it humbles you. And it makes you realize that your place in, in the sexual market value, um, it kind of cements where you really are. Um, and I'll explain that a little bit later, but it really does cement where you stand in that, in that hierarchy of how you navigate through people and relationships. So I guess the thing is, how do you deal with being in a polygamous relationship? I don't know. I, it, it, the, the thing about it is, man, I see a lot of people like this shit and I see a lot of people that are like rooting it on and I don't think they understand the interdynamics of knowing that your partner is having another partner. And from what I've heard, there are some relationships that are very enclosed, meaning like, yo, okay, I got you and I have you and you two can't see anybody else but me and I can see only you two. And for some, that might work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might work. For others, that might not work. And I feel as though that I'm, it's the rise of polygamous relationships coming into mainstream media. I am very happy for it because I do believe that us as a society is moving beyond a place where monogamy is just not going to be the wave anymore. I mean, people are people aren't getting married anymore because they don't need they don't have the money to to to, to get married. They don't want to have kids. Kids are going to be expensive. And so, and they just don't want to put so much stock in relationships. And now relationships just seem so fucking watered down and it's bullshit now. You meet somebody, you go on a date, everybody got these prerequisites. That's like, like the fuck, am I in college or am I on a date? Like, what are we doing? And it just seems so muddled. I don't have any notes for this episode, so I'm, I'm going straight off the top. So if it sounds like a rant or something like that, forgive me. Not really forgive me. I mean, you guys love me, so fuck it. Um, it just seems so all over the place. And I think I think what bothers a lot of the men is that was well, twofold. One. They're not in tune with their sexuality to the point where they could see that and say, okay, maybe it works for them. And it, and, and can think nothing of it. And I think, too, I think, I think men sometimes are jaded by the realities of what the sexual world is and what relationships are. And it's not, it's not all about him. And it's not all about ego. 
And I think in this realm, it when you're in a polygamous relationship, it takes away all the foundations of security. And it is literally the wild, wild fucking West. Right? And I, I get to the point about sexual market value and how everything is dating. If you don't know what sexual market value is, it's basically a theoretical concept that um, based on attributes that people would find uh, more attractive on a dating scale, career, looks, status, um, money, uh, ideology, ranks you somewhere on the map. And it's either a high value or a low value, mid value, or you can do high tier, low tier, whatever the fuck you want to do, dog. You can just do whatever you want, however you want to do it. But it is a theoretical concept that a lot of people, um, especially men and women too, um, that both genders, sorry, I don't do that, that all genders across the board, 2020, all genders across the board. <laughs> Um, used to distinguish where where they are in respect to where their dating market is. Um, and so this is this is how, and some people are jaded by this. So this is how. This is how a lot of men rank women. So they'll say the more attractive she is, the more higher on the scale. Does she have a good job? Um, how does she dress? You know, for women, it's, you know, what does he do for a living? Um, how tall is he? Uh, is his sex good? Right? Boom. And it's all ranking from that point forward. I think in order for you to be in a successful polygamous relationship, you have to equally know that your partner. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't know if I want to say that either. Because here, here's what I'm thinking, right? So if you're in a polygamous relationship and you're with a partner that's attractive and they know that you know that they know that they're attractive and other people want that partner, that would, that would suck for you if you're not the attractive one out of the relationship because now they have to share you and they may not want to. They may not want to share you. Hmm. Maybe out of fear of them leaving you, they may not want to share you. I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's an interesting I don't know. Because the thing about it is, in order I feel okay, my personal opinion about a polygamous relationship, right? I think in order for it to absolutely work, I think there has to be one centerpiece could be man or woman and i have to believe that the two people of the gender um are bisexual so if it's let's say for instance a straight male with a female and another female i would want to believe not want to i don't like how i put that i believe that the females would be bisexual or have to be bisexual. So this way, if you want to close off the relationship, 
right? They can interact with each other. Now, could they develop a deeper bond in between them and move on without you? Sure, that possibility exists. But like I said before, when I spoke to my cousin, it, whatever happens, happens. It happens that way. You you, you got to go in there confidently knowing that these people actually love you and they care about you and you'll contribute to the relationship. As long as you keep contributing to the relationship the right way, to a degree, the relationship should work out. If you're contributing to the relationship in a way that you should, because it's a strategic way, strategic way of doing that. Um, but I would have to think that those two would have to be by. You know. Another question: How does sex work? Right? Okay. Boom. So, is it a schedule? Do we? Do we have threesomes? Do we? Do we not? How did? I mean, how do I, do I get you on Monday, and I get her on Tuesday, or even even in, even in the even in the the opposite? Does he get her on Monday, and Buddy gets her on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it's you know you know meet Wednesdays, double meet Wednesday. You know what is it? What is it like? What are we doing here? How do we cook? Are we cooking naked? Do I get you on one date and then you come back and then you tell me about the date and then I, you know, what? It's a lot, man. It's a lot. And then, and then like, what if it's a vacation? Like, nah, I just want to take you out for a vacation. You know, what, what, what? How does the sex work? Fuck all that. How? I just, how? I'm just like, wow. But yo, imagine like, buddy comes over. He's like, yo, bro, like, yo, it's her birthday. I want to surprise her. With what? Like, yo, let's give her a threesome. Like, that's crazy, bro. Like, the threesome in and of itself is not crazy, but just the dynamics that lead up to the threesome is like, what? Yo, that's that's crazy. I fucks with it. That's crazy. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And, like, follow me here. What if they live together? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, what, like, they're in a room, you know, and they're getting it in. And he's like, he gets home, and I mean, he's been like, you know, charged up, and it, he see them getting it in, and he just jumps in. That's what? Oh my god! Or like, you're the dude. I'm, the, you know, you're the dude, and like, you got your girl, and she, you know, the the other one. She comes in, and she sees like, she sees like, y'all getting it in. Like, she's probably giving you head or something like that. And then she just joins in that shit. Like, it's like casual. It's like, this, what? What? Like, bro, like, for real? Like, this is your life? Wow. Like, what? If, oh, my God. This is uncomfortably making me horny. I don't know. 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 We live in a society that's so selfish. 
We think everything is ours, you know? Hell, people confuse monogamy and marriage. I don't I don't know how, but people confuse monogamy and marriage. Um God, we're so fucking selfish. We think everything is ours. We think that if we get into a relationship, this is mine. No, that person's not you're, you're not a slave owner. You're not. Unless you're in a BDSM relationship, then you know the rules are a little bit different. <laughs> it's a tad bit different, man. It's a lot of whips and chains and gags and a lot of ass slapping and choking. Everyone loves the choking. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's different. So you would have to think like, all right, so since this is different, um, how, how are the rules applied? I want to talk to a couple that's been in a polygamous marriage for over 10 years. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to speak to them. I'm going to find them. If you guys know any of anybody that's been in a polygamous marriage or anything like that without a religious context to it, because that's that's like not fair because um, religion can hold heavy in some people's hearts and they'll stay loyal to a particular religion, even though it's been sucking them dry. Um, black Christians. Um, but. You know, I really want to talk to. uh I really want to talk to um, someone who's been in a polygamous relationship for multiple years because I just feel like the dynamic is going to be very different. You know, I think people I got in, I got into a conversation with a friend of mine and she had said that she felt she wanted to be in a polygamous relationship. And when I asked her why, it's because it was her needs that she felt had to be met. And so. I think when you go into a situation like this, the first thing you cannot think about is yourself. I think you have to think about all parties included because it's not about it's not about you. And I think if um, what's her name, Miss Jones, hold on, let me. I don't want to get I don't want to get it wrong. Passion Jones. I think if Passion Jones, if I could get her on the podcast, that'd be that'd be dope. I, I had a glass of coffee don't mind me um i think she'd probably say the same thing that it's not about her it's about them and if it is about her then that's a recipe for disaster anyway these are my thoughts um i don't know i know sure as fuck I am going to have some people on here to talk about this because I have a lot more questions and talking to myself is not going to help that out. It's not. It's not. It's just not going to. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm going to end it here. I'm going to end it here because if I feel like I keep going on, it's just going to be one little puzzling thought after another. And I'm, I'm not going to do that to you guys. Um, I love you. I love all of you. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, stay tuned. I have uh, more content coming on the way. Listen, you guys stay blessed. And remember, stay sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Take it easy. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast. Again, 
I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on da 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 SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that middle area. That's where I love this. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. You don't wanna waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy. And baby, you and I make synergy. And I can see it in your eyes, ooh, shorty, I can see it in your eyes.